0: Life Audio. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus for Kids podcast. Do you ever feel like you want to know more about the Bible, but that it's kind of hard to understand? Do you want to share your faith with your friends, but have a hard time figuring out how to do that? Do you want to learn how to connect the Bible to your real life? Well, then this is the show for you. My name is Rachel and I'm your host. I've been a children's pastor for a long time, and one of my favorite things is helping kids learn how to understand the Bible. I think that sometimes people think that the Bible is just for adults, but God actually really wants kids to know about Him. So on this podcast, we're going to learn all about God's big story and how He shows Himself to us through the Bible. As we learn together what the Bible stories actually mean, we can learn how to live out our faith in our everyday life. Friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus for Kids podcast. Today we're talking through the second chapter of Matthew. And if you remember from yesterday, Jesus is now two years old. Can you think through what it's like to be around a two year old? Maybe you have a little brother or sister or someone that you know that is a two year old or has been a two year old recently. They're fun, aren't they? They're running around, they're happy, they're full of energy. Well, that's the age that Jesus was. And at this point, there was something else going on. Remember, we talked about the king yesterday, and he was really not happy about Jesus being born. It really boils down to him being afraid. He was afraid that Jesus was going to try to take over and be king. And so he was not happy, and he was getting ready to come after Jesus. But in a day where there were no cell phones and no text messages and no emails, God did something really cool. He warned Joseph in a dream. And that's happened before, hasn't it? We've heard about a couple times now about how God warned Joseph in a dream or God told something to Joseph in a dream. So God came to Joseph and he said, look, you guys got to get out of here. You got to take Jesus. You got to take his mom and you guys got to go to Egypt. And Egypt was pretty far. It was about 80 miles. Can you imagine how long it would take to walk there? It would have taken a really long time, especially with a two year old. But do you know what Joseph did? Well, what do you think he did? I bet you guessed it. He got up right away and he took Jesus and his mom, Mary, and they left in the middle of the night and they left for Egypt and they stayed there until they heard that that mean king had died. And, you know, what's pretty interesting is even then they thought, well, maybe we can go back to where we came from. But something else happened. When that mean king died, he had three sons and he took each of those three sons and he made them in charge of three different areas. And one of them was the area that Joseph and Jesus and Mary were going to go back to. And you know what God did again? He sent Joseph another dream. He gave him another dream that said, don't go back there because his son's there and his son is just as mean as his dad. So instead of going where they were going to go, because God warned them, they went to a different place called Nazareth. Think about the town that you live in or the city that you live in. If you don't know, you can ask your mom or dad. But where I grew up was a place called Erie. And when you lived in Erie, you would be called An Erieite, that's kind of a funny word, but, and maybe you can ask your mom or dad what that means for your family or for where you're from, what they would call you. Like if you were from maybe Nashville, I think you would be called a Nashvilleite, but I'm not certain about that. You can check with your mom or dad, but because Jesus was going to be living in this place called Nazareth, he would be called a Nazarene. Well, this is the really cool part. Years and years and years and years before Jesus was born, the people that were writing in the Old Testament, called the prophets, they said that the Messiah, Messiah means the one that's going to come to rescue God's people, he was going to be living in a place called Nazareth, and he would be called a Nazarene. This was years and years and years and years before Jesus was even born. And the only reason that they ended up in Nazareth is because God warned Joseph twice in dreams to go and not go where they were going to go originally. Isn't that amazing? You know, I think about promises. I think about the promises I've made to people and the promises that people have made to me. Have you ever made a promise? Or maybe the better question is, have you ever broken a promise? I think we say those words a lot. like. If my mom said to me, I would like you to go unload the dishwasher, and I was in the middle of a show or playing a game, I'd say, okay, well, give me half an hour and I will do it. I promise. And you know what would happen all the time? After half an hour, those dishes would still be in the dishwasher, and I would break my promise. I think that's kind of normal. I think that happens to all of us. Not that we should do that, but we're human and we make mistakes, right? Right. And I think sometimes we can say words or promise to do things that we don't necessarily take super seriously. As humans and as kids, it's a normal part of growing up. But what I want to point out is that God is not like us. In fact, God never breaks his promises. Now, sometimes God's promises take longer than we want them to, but the Bible says that God always keeps his promises. And so one of the things that we learn from this story is that even though they lived at a time where it was really difficult to communicate. They, they didn't even really have letter writing like we do today. It's not like you, if you put a card in the mail and you send it to your grandma and she gets it in a couple of days. They didn't even have something like that. So in a time where it was really hard to communicate with each other and with other people, God spoke to Joseph through a dream. I also want you to think about the fact that when Joseph decided to follow God, he made a commitment to obey God. And every time that God told Joseph to do something, what did we see Joseph do? He obeyed right away. You know, I think about that. And I think about even like me wanting to wait to unload the dishwasher. In this case, what would have happened if, if Joseph would have waited? The bad guys would have caught up to them, right? And that could have cost them their lives, right? So if Joseph would have waited, to obey God, it would have been the same thing as disobeying God. I think about that for me. And I I think I want you to think about that for yourself too. When God tells us to do something and we don't do it, it's called disobedience. It's the same thing as not listening to him. But if we wait to obey God, it's also the same thing as not listening to him. So friends, maybe today The thing that you should think about is how you can make up your mind ahead of time, even when it's hard to obey God right when you hear his voice. Now, what's the way to hear God's voice? Well, the best way to to hear God's voice, the most often the way he speaks to us is through the Bible, through his word. The Bible is called God's word. And so when we read the Bible, we learn and we understand what God is saying to us and we learn things about God and who he is and what he wants for us. And so if I'm thinking about what this Bible story tells us, for me, what I read is that God keeps his promises and he is protecting Joseph and Jesus and Mary. But when God tells them to do something, we see Joseph obey right away, even when it's difficult. Just to get to Egypt where God told them to go would have taken them days and days and days and days and days days to get there. And Have you ever gone on vacation or gone on a road trip or gone somewhere with a two-year-old? It's not the easiest thing. They fuss a lot. They need naps. They cry. They got to stop to eat a lot. It's not the easiest thing. But yet we don't see Joseph doubting God for one second. He just gets up and he goes, I want to have that same kind of faith. I want to have that same kind of relationship with God. And I want that for you too. Will you join me in obeying God right away? Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for my friends that are wanting to learn more about you and what you say in the Bible and how that can impact their own lives. Lord, today, as we think about Joseph and Jesus and Mary and how they listen to your voice right away, God, would you help to remind us of this story when we understand something you're telling us to do? And maybe it's hard or maybe we don't really want to, or maybe we don't even understand. But instead of those questions, God, help us to listen to you right away. God, I thank you for my friends that are learning and growing as they learn more about you and the Bible. I pray for a hedge of protection around them today, that no weapon formed against them shall stand or prosper, but instead they would experience peace and safety in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, friends, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Friends, thanks for listening to the Hearing Jesus for Kids podcast. If you'd like today's show, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. That's the number one way you can support this show. If you're wanting to dive a little bit deeper, you can also join our Patreon community to get our family discussion guides, join our private discussion groups, and have access to bonus content and additional resources every month. Hey, I'm praying for you today. Know that you are so loved.